Welcome back to the Mountains in the Sea, where we find the highs and lows of each and every Prince album and more every other week. I'm Christy. And this is Josh. And, you know, it's actually been more time than two weeks ago since we had... I feel like you lied up front. I, I, you know, but that's how I always start. With the exception of this episode, (laughs) every other week. Every other week. That's right. We hadn't taken a break in a really long time, and we had a lot of pretty exciting stuff happening in our family. Our oldest graduated high school and some other stuff happened and it was great. And we took a trip for the first time in a really long time. And uh, then we came home and had COVID. Fun times. Yeah. And then we all got better. And then uh, you had a little medical emergency. No, nothing. Nine days in the hospital can't fix. That's right. A wayward appendix, you know, Yeah, but... Here we are. We're back finally. Woohoo! Yeah, it feels like I've been covering. I've been trying to make notes on this music for a long time, because, like a month. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yep. Hopefully, I kind of sound like I have some idea of what I'm talking about. Like you listened to it recently, not just over the last <laughs> five weeks. <laughs> Right, right. (laughs) Exactly. But we really appreciate your patience, everybody who sent well wishes on the internets. We appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, but we're coming back after a hiatus. Are we covering something new? No, we're finishing something up. We are. We've been working on this for a while, much to the chagrin of some of you. Uh, Graffiti Bridge is what we've been covering for, I don't know, seven episodes? Uh, no, longer than that. Longer it's than like, that. I've lost track. Like since the beginning of the year almost. All right. Yeah. Well, so, happy 2022. Uh-huh. So today we're wrapping up Graffiti Bridge with our second episode of unreleased and related tracks. That's right. Exciting stuff. It is exciting and stuff. I kind of try to do it in chronological order based on order of songs on the album. There are all kinds of ways you could do this because these songs come from all different time periods, really. But uh, we made it through uh, what Weekend Funk uh-huh. last episode, track seven. So we're going to move ahead here That's and right. start with Love Machine. That's right. Love Machine. Love Machine. <laughs> this is a version with Prince vocals. Correct. And there's some question as to whose vocals are on this version of it. Because everything we've read on the internet says that the vocals with Prince on Love Machine are Jill Jones. Right. But it sounds like the Elisa Fiorillo vocals that ended up on the Time version. Yes, it does. They are indiscernible. So I think uh, maybe there's a version out there with Jill Jones on vocals. I wouldn't dispute that because she made a lot of contributions to Graffiti Bridge that got squashed, erased, edited. She got shrewd. Or maybe she was saved. She wasn't in the movie that much, you know? Right. Uh, But yeah, I think that what we hear here singing along with Prince uh, are the Elisa, Elisa Fiorillo tracks, yes. vocal tracks. But they do have very similar qualities in their voices. They can sound like one another. Not sure. that they're indistinguishable, but they have certain qualities where if Prince told them to sing it a certain way, I could see how their vocals could sound very much like to the point where we almost couldn't tell who was who. True, but you just compare it to the released version right. and they're identical. Like, you don't hear any different intonations or, you know, I mean, 
I hear no difference. Right. So I don't know that they would be indistinguishable if they sang them both. Right. Um, but they're ind- indistinguishable to me. So I don't know. Prove me wrong. I'd love to be proven wrong. Mm-hmm. Yes. As we mentioned, this version uh, version of this did end up as a song with the time on the Graffiti Bridge soundtrack. Which I find to be like one of the weirdest, most outlier time tracks, period. That's fair. It does not sound like a time song to me no. at all. Uh-uh. And uh, Jill was very unhappy at this uh, situation. Oh. She was going, believing that she was going to be singing Love Machine, that it was going to be her vocals in the song in the movie. Okay. And it wasn't until she was on the plane to Minneapolis that she found out that no, she was just going to be lip syncing. And Oh, by the way, her part was significantly smaller than what she was led to believe. Mm -hmm. She threw a little hissy fit on the plane and like she was looking at this revamp script and started throwing pages of the script at other passengers here, take this. And had she not been on the plane, she wouldn't have gone to do it, evidently. Then she refused to talk to Prince outside of filming. And when she wasn't filming, she only spoke in French. Yeah. All right. She's Well, Prince had just recently amused. returned from the Riviera filming Under the Cherry Moon. So shame on him for not learning more French so he could communicate with his cast. Yeah. Okay, I had not read that, but it mm. um, doesn't sound completely out of character. <laughs> not for either one of them, I don't think. No, no, for Prince to change his mind and for Jill to um, react negatively. Uh-huh, yeah. Also, one of the first appearances by Candy Dolfer on a mm-hmm. Prince song, which her contributions, she didn't have to throw music notes at other passengers <laughs> on the plane because her saxophone playing did make it on the final version, even though she does not appear in the film. Yeah. I will say I do feel for Jill. I think she yeah. did, like I said, got a little screwed in graffiti bridge. Not that way, but <laughs> she's a, she's a great singer. Yes. She was very adorable and likable in purple rain. And her role just seemed to get absorbed somehow by, Ingrid Chavez's role in the film and her vocal performances replaced with Elisa, even though Elisa's a great singer too. Right. Love her. It was almost like somehow Prince went from a handful of unique female contributors to so many that he couldn't even fit them in fairly himself. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's a shame. But the song's still really fun. It is a fun song. It's a really it's, fun song. It's, I mean, I, I'm fine with, the, with Morris's vocal delivery. It's, you know, it's almost spoken, not really sung. But when you hear Prince's version, you realize this is a Prince song. This is yeah. not a song meant for the time. I think it's no. very misplaced. Right. Yeah. And it was, I think, really kind of shoehorned in there because he wanted these questions yeah. asked of Ingrid Chavez. Right by Morris. Yeah. And so he just said, well, we'll make this a time song. Yeah, well, Even though it I didn't mean, really quite fit. It did not quite fit at all. But, um, you know, a blessing and a curse to have so much stuff laying around that, oh, let's just give this to him. Yeah. That is how it feels to me. Yeah. Um, but a very, very raw Prince delivery. You know, this yeah. is sort of the period where he was exploring like this kind of raspy speaking kind of delivery, you know, through... Thieves in the Temple, the remix, and 
this song and Glam Slam 91 that we'll get to in a little bit. Just sounds more like a Prince song than a song by the time, despite those lines right. never being really clear to begin with. Right. You know, but the time, the first three time albums especially definitely had a certain feel to them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Pandemonium, of course, diverged from that with more band members being around. But even then, like this song doesn't fit the overall feeling, you know? Right. Yeah. There's a uh, vocal at 18 seconds that's like kind of like a little cat sound. Ooh, did not hear that, the cat sound. Oh, yeah. It's it's like a, a female vocal, but it sounds like a female vocal imitating a cat. Hmm. And it becomes important later. Okay. Yeah. So, You're a mysterious person, Norman. <laughs> well, the lyrics are a little more explicit in a few places here. Yes, they are. So in the Graffiti Bridge version, we have Don't Lie, You Want Some Love That Will Make You Cry. Don't lie, you want some love that'll make you cry. And Princess Original is some head. Don't lie, you want some head that'll make you cry. Rather than love. Right. It's a little more overt. It is. Yeah. Very, very upfront and, uh, you know. Specific. Love could mean a lot of different things. And head means a specific thing. thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, We also covered a lot of Ingrid's work, her album and her remixes from her album. There's that hit it effect Mm -hmm. that is in here also at a minute and 55 seconds. You hear it all throughout Love Machine and throughout almost, God, thinking back, every maxi single there was from Ingrid's uh-huh. album seemed to use this. Hit it. Yeah. Yep. Which sounds more like a hiccup to me than hit it. Mm-hmm. I'd say hiccup before hit it, <laughs> but okay. Um, we do have some classic Prince Awas when at two minutes and eight seconds when he says, put it on your right, mm-hmm. and then we get the Awa. Yeah, and, and that follows there. a really fun key breakdown mm-hmm. that's really enjoyable. Yeah. There's some layered vocals before that of female vocals that are layered and it's makes it a little more uh, fun in this version. I think it's a little simpler in the graffiti bridge version. It's uh, the uh, make you scream and shout. Oh, and yeah. it's simpler in the Graffiti Bridge version, which makes it sound a lot mm. more innocent, which fits with what they were doing. But I think the layers of those vocals is more fun. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird song overall because it's sort of you know, Morris Day, predatory female fighting back a little bit, um, but more predatory than fighting back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Accosting, <laughs> you know, I see Morris as the construction worker and all Elisa or Jill or Ingrid are trying to do is, you know, cross the street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when Prince gets into the, the longer the time, the longer the time, uh-huh. the longer the time it takes. Uh, there are some more lyrics here that were cut out from, Morris's released version when he sings for us to come again, little fat rabbits in a something I can't discern. 
specially designed to F up your mind. Yeah, I think it's a hot scene. Little fat rabbits in a hot scene. In a hot scene. All right. Uh-huh. I got three question marks is my okay. interpretation of what he says there. But um, yeah, the whole little fat rabbits part was mm-hmm. either not delivered by Morris or edited out right. of Morris's version. And I think we heard that in a remix or something, The Little Fat Rabbits. We've talked about it before. Hmm, Okay. Yeah. Don't remember, but it's been a minute. Yeah, it has been a minute. And we're so glad that you're back with us today. Today, we are looking at the canceled album by the time, Corporate World. And then at two minutes and 46 seconds after the longer the time it takes, there's a new rap part by Morris. Yeah, they took out a whole, yeah, uh, like in the middle of a line. Yes. So they say the longer the time, uh-huh. that's in the album version. And then yeah. the longer it takes for, for us, us to, to come, come together. Again. Yeah, or I thought it come to, again or come to together. Come again. Okay. Little fat rabbits in a hot cage, specially designed to funk. Funk up your mind. Right. The longer time. The longer time. The longer time it takes for us to come again. Little fat rabbits in a hot cage. Especially designed to funk up your your mind. We've got Prince's laughter, his ha 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 ha. At three minutes and two seconds, and his laughter there is also used in the Times released version on the album. You have Prince's sweet little laughter mm-hmm. in there. <laughs> Which I think is interesting. And uh, it rolls into a part that's a callback from the Batman era. At three minutes and 18 seconds, Prince says in a very low baritone spoken voice, when I need trombone, my dog is handy. But when uh-huh. I need sax, I call candy. When I need trombone, my dog is handy. But when I need sax, I call candy. At three minutes and 18 seconds in Love Machine, you can also hear that in the Party Man video mix. Yeah. At three minutes and five seconds. When I need trombone, my dog is handy. But when I want sex, I call candy, candy, candy. He says the same things, but when I want sex, I call candy is what I think he says in the Party Man video mix. So I don't know. Uh, just reading straight from my notes, so freaking cool. And I'm sitting here and I can't even say exactly why I find that very cool. Okay. His little introduction to candy, to candy. and why he compares or contrast her sax playing with a dog playing a trombone mm-hmm. is funny. Well, that maybe would tie in a little bit with another change in lyrics that he had made earlier that made this version a little more explicit. In the Graffiti Bridge version, he says, uh, tuning into your body's psyche. And in this version, he says, Pussy, your pussy psyche. Oh, really? Psyche. 
play Yes. I did not and hear so that. so that really made the cat sound from the beginning, the female vocal cat sound, make sense here. And then that might also be why he's comparing trombone to a dog and here's a, cat and here's, comparison. And here's a woman, a cat, he very often, or pussy, like these were euphemisms he used for Oh yeah, and this wouldn't be genders. the first time he did that. I, right. I did not oh, no. pick up on that. Yeah. So shame on me, but yeah, even coming off of Love Sexy era B-sides like Scarlet Pussy and mm-hmm. Someone Come Get This Meow Meow Off My Leg. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, he liked to have fun with that. Mm-hmm. Prince gets to ask all the machine gun questions mm-hmm. in this version, right? At three minutes and 52 seconds. Shall we say we're in Paris? Shall we say we're in Rome? Shall we say we're in Paris? Shall we say we're in Rome? Okay. Shall we imagine a menage in Swap? I'm too young. Shall we imagine we're in London? This is the one part that I thought Morris might have delivered a little better than Prince. I thought that Prince's sounded much more scripted. Yeah, like he was reading. Like, like he was, he really was. He was like reading it rather than, yeah. you know, just excited to get to the next question. Whereas Morris sounded a little more um, inquisitive. It was rapid fire still, but it was yeah. maybe he had some of these questions already in his head, but he was willing to deviate from it it wasn't such a script and this felt really scripted i agree morris won the lightning round of the Uh quiz show somehow (laughs) (laughs) but for all of that the drink you till dawn repeat is way dirtier when prince delivers it yeah I don't know if it's just the, his intonation, how he speaks, that kind of low, coy voice that he's using, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there's, um, I would still say this is 80-20 in Prince's favor here, but well, sure. Morris does score some points, especially for a song that does not sound like it was really made for him. Right. And in addition to that, this is a little bit longer than the released version, and there's a fun guitar breakdown there at the end at about five minutes and 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. That makes for kind of a more fun and less quick fade out than what we get on the released version. Sure. And there's some fun use of stereo a little before that, too. There at the end with this chorus, there's like the vocal slide from yeah. one side to the other, which is really fun. Not in a way that would make you no, motion it, sick. No, they slide. They don't bounce. Yeah. Yep, I thought of that, and I thought, um, you're probably all right with this. Yeah. 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 I so like that's one machine. of the handful of machines Prince has sung about, right? We've got <laughs> the love, endorphin. the endorphin, right? Yeah. Then we have an early version of Tick, Tick, Bang. You know, I was thinking back and could not even find my notes from when we covered Dirty Mind to see if we covered the song as part of Dirty Mind era outtakes or not. I don't think that we did i don't think we did either so that's why uh-huh. i felt real good including it here uh-huh. um, well especially... if we did i have thoughts on it that i don't recall having previously no. so here you go no. when when what were we doing in 2018 uh living blissfully uh, yeah stupidly <laughs> like 
just able to like go places yeah. and do things. Driving without... places without masks. Uh-huh. What an idiot. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is the original version of Tick Tick Bang recorded in 1981 that was completely mm-hmm. re-recorded for Graffiti Bridge. Yes. So I thought it'd be worth uh, you know, it appears sequentially after Love Machine on the motion picture soundtrack, so that's why I'm throwing it in here after Prince's version of Love Machine. Superb. Yeah. Uh, reportedly earmarked for Vanity 6. We talked about this when we mm. talked about the album version, okay. which I still I can't see how this was a Vanity 6 song. It feels like a very male-driven yeah, dude, song. Dude's got to sing this, right? Yeah. I mean, you definitely would have to change I to you throughout uh-huh. a lot of this if you're yeah. going to have a woman sing it. Yeah. I think. I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. This uh, has a little sparser lyrics than the Graffiti Bridge version. Sparser um, lyrics, sparser but, in, uh, instrumentation, uh-huh, too. You know, it's very right. drum heavy. Right. Um, where you've got all kinds of sound effects and mm-hmm. vocal samples and keyboards and the Graffiti Bridge version. It's definitely more fleshed out. And here it is more raw, punk, fun, and super fast. Explicit. Explicit. Yeah. Explicit, but like, again, in a teasy kind of way. Was I mean, maybe that's just because yeah. I've heard it forever. Like, I don't listen to this and go, oh, I'm offended. Oh. It's like Prince being Prince. He's trying to shock you uh-huh. in 1981. Right. And here it is. Yeah. You know? I love that there's this quiet screaming count-in. Oh, I yeah. I thought it was so funny. What do they that yeah, just, just like so funny. there's counting and incomprehensible other screamy sounds that uh-huh. count this thing in. I mean, it really sounds like Prince in the studio alone yeah. doing all of this. Yeah, yeah. Again, this version talks about his candle. Yeah, see which my is candle, very... wanna light it, wanna light it. Yeah, a very male reference to me. I don't know how Vanity Six could have sung this, but other than saying like "I see your candle, see your candle, want to light it," uh huh, yeah, uh, yeah, but it just seems like I don't, I don't know. know. I've never looked down between my legs and said, "Ooh, a candle." <laughs> so that's all a little foreign or to put me, anyway. Fire anywhere or near yeah, it? or light a match down there. Yeah. <laughs> no, not a good idea. Yeah, in the Graffiti Bridge version, he talks about her ice cream. Right. Yeah. You're right. There's no candle reference. You like ice cream. I feel like the released version, even though I think I liked it more than you. Uh-huh. Um, oh, no. I liked the, the released, released version. version a lot. But I, st- I still say I think I liked it more than you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in fact, there's a another version of Tick Tick Bang before some of the. Additional keyboards were added, even like the ding 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 ding. There's a version uh-huh. of that floating around uh-huh. of the album version that's even more like unfinished that I okay. didn't include here because it's mostly the same. Besides that, but it feels like the released version could have used the extra speed and urgency that you hear in the chorus here at 36 seconds when he's almost screaming about "You're just a bombshell." Uh-huh. You know, um, where it's more sing songy in the released version. You're such a bombshell. You're such a bombshell. 
Which I mean, I realize we're talking about a semi-musical kind of delivery anyway. Right. And then he explicitly says masturbate in this version. And there's a lot of uh, frustration, whereas the graffiti bridge version spends another verse talking about how exciting it is to be left waiting. And he's talking in this version, he's talking about how like he's consumed. Yeah. He's consumed and, you know, has no appropriate outlet other than dancing with himself. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Flogging the dolphin, as they (laughs) like to say. (laughs) I even, I mean, he's so frustrated, right? He seems to run out of words even at a minute where, so he says, I can't concentrate. When I see your bang, bang, tick, bang, bang, I just want to bang. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's like how many, I need to reach a five uh, instant quota of bang in this verse. And he somehow figured out a way to get there. <laughs> and then there's some fun drums that are punctuated by bang as exclamations. Yeah. Very raw drum solo. That's like, it's nowhere near perfect either. It seems mistimed no, in it, places. It does, but it feels like, um, repeated masturbation simulation to me like it goes like it goes along with those lyrics and it's this is the frustration of it and that mm-hmm. that just seems like expulation of stuff uh, repeatedly and maybe not quite on the beat yeah not quite in time yeah yeah, yeah it sounds like a frustrated drum solo yes right Uh, the graffiti bridge version classes it up. She's a queen that he wants a literal 24 karat gold standard relationship with. And yeah, like um, the chain around his hip. Yeah, exactly. And this one, um, she's just a wet dream for his candle. Yeah. Which would extinguish a candle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you have good aim. <laughs> Or luck. (laughs) Yeah. I thought this was a cool revisit to hear, you know, the original sort of sketch of Uh the song. Yeah. And then what it turned into, even like Prince toning it down a little bit, even Uh for Graffiti Bridge, you know, where in the reviews of Graffiti Bridge or interviews he did, he was like, oh, it's, it's more of a family film. Nobody gets laid. I think he said, and then you've got this song on the soundtrack uh, and you wonder how close to reality uh, he's orbiting. (laughs) Well, and this version is very, um, got this fun eighties punk sound, but Mm -hmm. to include it in graffiti bridge, I think he was right to make the changes that he did to kind of make it a more aspirational Sort of. Or like a dreamy moment. Right. I mean, I can see if he compared this version to the one in Graffiti Bridge, how he could be like, well, that one's family friendly. Yeah. Because this one's not. Yeah. 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 But I think, you know, any song or lyric with before I tick, tick, bang all over you, (laughs) not just where like, you know, humans were designed to fit Uh all over you. Uh (laughs) Hair, toes. (laughs) 
armpits. <laughs> Nothing seems excluded. Uh huh. That's yeah. right. Speaking of going number one. <laughs> Our friend Robin Powers back with right. number one O N E spelled out for yes. some inexplicable reason yeah. as it is copyrighted. I did not realize this track was released as part of the score on the home video of Graffiti Bridge. What? According to Prince Vault, that's what it says. I did not even know there was a score released on home video. Uh, no audio only version has been released, so I don't know what that means. Or maybe it's just part of the underlying tracks on the home video okay um you've got me i don't sometimes prince vault is amazing and sometimes it's very confusing so Uh uh-huh it can be cryptic yeah it can be cryptic or you know where did this come from so she opposedly she she being robin power supposedly posted the unreleased video for this song also in 2008 I think I did find it. Where can I find it, Christy? Oh, you can find it on our social media. You can find it on Facebook, The Mountains and the Sea, a Prince podcast. You can find us on Twitter at TMATS, T-M-A-T-S podcast. Or you can send us an email, podcast at gmail.com, and I can shoot you a link to that. Excellent. Yeah. So, uh, uses the same drum track as Elephants and Flowers, one of my favorite songs from mm-hmm. Graffiti Bridge. Right. Reused here, and Robin Power recorded her vocal overdubs while Prince was on the nude tour in Europe mm-hmm. uh, in July of 1990. Yep. Uh, supposedly it was planned for an album by yeah. Robin Power. Yep. But according to Prince Vault, Prince soon lost interest and the album was never completed. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so I have a story about why he may have lost interest. Please tell it here. Darling Nisi, our Twitter friend, has a Tumblr page all about Prince with lots of information. She had on her Tumblr that uh, Robin Power might have fallen in stature with Prince because Robin introduced him to a girl that was auditioning for her group. So she introduced him to this girl named Tara. We know her as Carmen Electra. Oh, really? Yeah. That's how Carmen came into Prince's circle? According to sources I have found that I have little reason to doubt. Yeah, it seems like uh, Robin Powers was auditioning Carmen Electra for her band, introduced then Tara to Prince. Uh, that is that, where his interest that is, shifted. That is when he became less interested in Robin Power and more interested in this other woman. That sounds like a classic Game of Thrones mistake. <laughs> what are you thinking? <laughs> oh, man. She okay. was thinking, look at this hot girl. Prince is going to want to come to all of our rehearsals and really help us do a good job because mm-hmm. she's pretty. Not mm-hmm. anticipating that uh, he might just cut Robin right out of the situation. Yeah, yeah. Well, Robin made it into the movie That's to her right. credit, right? As Billy's daughter, uh huh. Right? Didn't she inherit clubs or Yet something? Not golf clubs, like music <laughs> clubs. Or maybe Robin's a great golfer. I don't know. <laughs> um, Prince is on all instruments, and Robin Power, like it or not, is on lead vocals. I will say this, and I mean, I don't mean to be ugly, but there aren't any songs on Carmen Electra's album that I enjoy hearing her on less than I enjoy Robin Power's 
Robin Power screaming yeah, in my ears. Yeah, she's so shouty. Oh, my gosh. All she does is shout. Yeah, and I don't know if that's, like, by direction or, you know, I don't have uh, shelves of Robin, Robin Power music laying around here to compare, but I will say I could see why maybe he would move on. Mm, yes, that's fair. She announces that there's a chorus. <laughs> Now, this is the chorus. Yeah. Can I even go back to like when it, the song kicks off, all right? Elephants mm-hmm. and Flowers drums. Right. Where she says, All right. All right. Uh-huh. That was used. Uh, in NPG New Power Generation Part 2 you can hear that vocal used in it but before ever hearing this track I thought it was Tevin Campbell screaming alright speak up alright so that's interesting yeah I never realized it was Robin Power until I heard the song I always like had it in my mind that it was Tevin Campbell Take that for what it is. But there's fun Prince screaming in the background. If I focus on the fun parts here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even just like, yeah, like this like uh-huh. building kind of scream mm-hmm. in the background of the chorus that's fun to hear him in. You want me to what? Even when Robin says, you want me to what? Yo, What? I thought it was Tevin Campbell. Really? Because you can hear that in NPG Part 2. So some of this did get used. It wasn't like it was, oh, this sucks. I'm going to scrap it. So, yeah. And then uh, a couple times she says, here by popular demand. Mm. I'm like, really? I mean, everyone's parents want them to <laughs> succeed, right? <laughs> I mean, that's not usually what popular demand means. Yeah, it is not. Um, I think also just the songwriting, yeah, which I would place on Prince, probably. Yeah. It, you know, I won't be number five, and I won't be number four. Uh, yeah. I won't be number three, and I won't be number two. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, I get how you arrive at number one. Yeah. You have to pass those numbers. Yeah, and, if you're counting down. You know, having uh, some experience counting. This just (laughs) bores the bejesus out of me. Uh Uh-huh. So I'm bored and I'm being screamed at. Yeah. Um, So I'm checking out pretty early. And somehow, poor Jill Jones didn't get a song in the movie, but Robin Powers does. It didn't make it on the soundtrack, but it did. Parts of it are in in the movie. Yeah. So she leapfrog Jill. I might throw things at other passengers on a plane too yeah that's right here you you want pages from the new prince movie script that won't be seen (laughs) right yeah yeah you know i mean not great i just i just don't love it not great me either yeah the part you were talking about if you don't and if you don't i empower here by popular demand if being a woman was a sport i'd always have the ball i'll be your number one or I'll be nothing at all. Mm, well, I guess we know how that ended up. 
Yeah, when you draw a line in the sand like that, I guess you set yourself up for That's A right. or B, and um, she got B. Y- yeah, when that's not really what she wanted at all. No. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> at three minutes and 11 seconds, I will say there's the little lyric line only where she says, I am number one and I will gain your respect. One look at this mind, body, face, and intellect. This is like the one line that I was like, okay, there's some creative writing here to get from respect to intellect in a woman rapping in 1990 uh-huh. that I thought I got to give a little credit for this one, but that's where the credit ends. <laughs> this one just takes the beat of one of my favorite graffiti bridge tracks and completely trashes it. Yeah. Put it frankly. Yeah, that's fair. But let's move on to a song that I think you'll have a better opinion of. Okay. Ooby Doop. Ooby Doop. Prince and Elisa Fiorillo recorded this unreleased track in June of 1990 in London. Yeah. And they worked on it further in the fall in Los Angeles. Uh, there was a little sample of it in New Power Generation Part 2. Yep. It was going to be included on the NPG, the New Power Generation Maxi single, um, along with an extended version called Ubi Shu Bi Du Ku Shu U. See, I have that written down as Ubi Du Bi Shu Du Lu Fly Me Du Ku Shu U. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so a, a longer name. It's kind of a longer song. That's I mean, right. you need more time to get in all those <laughs> words. <laughs> yeah. And it starts off with this delightful string of nonsense. Yeah. Which is exactly Ubi Shu Do Lu Bi Do Lu Fly Mi Shu Ku Do U. Nicely done. <laughs> Didn't even practice that. <laughs> um, yeah, the, I mean, the NPG maxi single was like album length material with mm-hmm. everything that was included but when the beat kicks in you can really hear the its relationship its relationship with the songs it did make that maxi single it sort of fits the sound there could also hear the relationship between the song and what would come later because it's starting to sound like Diamonds and Pearls mm-hmm. era stuff. Yes. So it feels like this bridge. Oh, wait. Not a graffiti bridge. No. no. Yeah. A bridge that is not graffitied and also, you know, doesn't leave your ankles wet if you get a small amount of rain. Right. That's right. <laughs> There are fun lyrics here throughout, mm-hmm. uh, you know, change my clothes, change my mind. It's 110 and I'm just getting bored. <laughs> I was like, uh, boy, that is written for a Texas summer. Yeah. 110, Cause... please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of my favorite lines is that a minute and eight seconds, a very princely, uh-huh. you know, badass kind of prince line 
It's got your butt in a show enough dirty jam. <laughs> so funny. I love that. I love it too. I like this, how interesting the whole the war bit is. Every time I turn around, there's another war trying to bring me down. Nobody ever told me what I'm fighting for. Yeah. got me thinking you know how often people are asked to fight something and they don't really know who their opposition is Mm -hmm. they're just asked to fight the goal is or what the goal is and is that because the goal is just a little nebulous or is it because people are protecting their own power and profit and sending people to yeah get the get a job done that you're like on a need to know basis right yeah, You're on an ubi doop basis. Yeah, but you know the answer to going and fighting in somebody else's war is maybe we should be dancing. That's the repeated line here, right? Is let's get back to having fun. Yeah, let's um, quit fighting other mm-hmm. people's war for reasons that we don't understand that probably don't really benefit us, and just. Dance. Have a good time. Yep. There's some pitch shifting fun in a minute and 49 seconds with the ooby dooby shoop stuff. I didn't know Prince was so into cake either. Uh, Might take a piece of new power cake. Uh-huh. But if you cut away the war, hearts will break. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it's like if you cut away the war, is it cut away the war or cut away to war? I, I have thought, the. Might take a piece of new power cake, but if you cut away the war, hearts will break. I had I I had the too, and I thought that that was like the hearts of the people who are trying to maintain their power and profits, Mm -hmm. their hearts would break. And I'm like, let them break. And then I listened to it again, uh, just a couple days ago and was listening to it pretty intently. And it was cut away to war is what I heard. Okay. Hearts will break, which makes more sense to me because when you cut to war, people die. Yeah. The fun is gone. uh, Yeah. The fun is gone and their loved ones. Hearts are broken because sure they're dead so no argument for me yeah i so i think it's cut away to war okay uh overall i thought this is just a really fun song Mm -hmm. great you know nonsensical name nonsensical chorus um you know just like making sounds and having a good time yeah um, yeah, yeah. It was great. And there's a fun descending synth part at three minutes and 35 seconds that I always like to revisit before devolving into more Elisa singing uh-huh. and a really great ending, too. Yeah, it's got this, like, it's a little unnerving, but still upbeat. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. Yep. Yeah. Nice. That should have seen a release. I, I agree. I mean, I could pick songs off the motion picture soundtrack that could have been replaced with that. Uh, agreed, for yeah. sure. Um, so that was sort of the first of our venture into what's known as the Larrabee Sound Sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, Prince spent time like from September to October of 1990 at Larrabee Sound Studios 
in California working on this new power generation maxi single, which also yielded all these other songs, including Ubi Doop. Uh huh. And this next track of ours. Yes. My Tree. My Tree. It's kind of unclear if this is the only version that there is. This is the only version of this song that we know about. Yep. But it's an offshoot of New Power Generation Part 2 because it leads off with Mavis Staples' line, Yeah. Don't pick my apples, don't pick my peaches, leave my tree alone. Right. Don't pick my apples, don't pick my peaches. Leave my tree alone. Again, this was supposed to be included in the new Power Generation Maxi single, but was removed so that it didn't end up as a full-length album. Yeah, insane (laughs) amount of music here. So I think the trees are a metaphor here. They're maybe for relationships. The roots are the people you can count on no matter what. The branches are the people who uh, last more than a season, but it'll break eventually. The leaves and the fruit are there for a season or less. That's part of it. Right. Um, I have other thoughts. Also we'll strong and that. sturdy, right? Right. The tree. Yeah. I did find it kind of weird that it's, you know, this is my tree, my tree. I ain't ever going to let you climb me. really like him saying i am a tree uh-huh but this is my tree right i mean it'd be like me standing in the front yard as kids drive by on their tricycles hey this is this is my tree <laughs> don't climb me <laughs> like are you schizophrenic or yeah. what's the problem here so i yeah. found like the what is your relationship with this tree exactly are you the tree yeah. or are you oh. having a relationship with the tree right or yeah there's i have other thoughts but apples are uh, usually seen as a forbidden fruit, yeah, the symbol of sin. But peaches are sweet, helpful, happy, sensual, prosperous, delicate. That's kind of uh, opposites as far as the two fruits that are mentioned. You're right. Yeah, I don't know that the meaning's all that deep. Probably but, not. I mean, there's something there, but um, you know, again, it's probably a little unfair to you know, it did not get released. It didn't make the album or the maxi mm-hmm. single so right uh i guess that could be a reason like there you know there's an idea here the music is fun singing is great but it's maybe just not working okay i have a thought about the i ain't never gonna let you climb me bit okay maybe it's a shot at the paparazzi he's not going to let anybody profit climb off his likeness. and peek in okay and profit inappropriately all right and maybe he's also kind of uh, keeping people out to avoid letting them steal his fruit. Okay. So, which would kind of be the way he cultivated the people around him. Sure. For a long time and all the way up until his transition. Yeah. He had cultivated a certain group of people that he felt like were not, would help him. Uh, grow his fruits but not take them yeah so and he explicitly says i don't know what you want i don't know what you want maybe he just wants privacy and honesty like that's what kind of speaks to the paparazzi bit for me like what why do they want such access to him 
I mean, we know because there's an appetite for that, but he's like, I'm already putting out a lot of material. Why do you need to come and get pictures of me in my home? And he says, leave me alone, but then also watch me dance. Of course. Uh Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of Prince's problems, I would say. Many of them, like all of us, are a lot of, uh, you know, self-imposed. So, <laughs> Fair. Yeah. yeah. Then at a minute and 52 seconds, like some kind of evil spirit, <laughs> Robin Power shows up uh-huh. to crap on another pretty good track. <laughs> yeah, but she's less shouty in this one. She's like, shows up. And has to like, yo, Robin Powers on the mic now. <laughs> she does shout. It's less shouty. I didn't say she didn't shout at all. Okay. I said it was less shouty. All right. Yo, Robin Powers on the mic now. I did like the idea of uh, a little bit of foreshadowing, like you said. A lot of these NPG maxi single songs mm-hmm. kind of pave the road of diamonds and pearls to come. And at two minutes and 22 seconds, we get some of that too with uh, Robin and Prince singing together. MPGs in the house mm-hmm. and we're just getting started. In other words, a preview of the days to come. Right. We got a big bad drummer who got computers on the run, which is kind of Prince's mentality on diamonds and pearls. He's got Michael Bland. Yeah. Big bad MF or drummer. Right. Uh, who he literally pushes all of his, drum machine gear out and mm-hmm. embraces the live drums once more. We also get this, uh, Another set of lyrics that kind of makes me think that the not climbing my tree is a rail at the press, Yeah, which is if you're looking for dirt, look in your own backyard, plant some peace flowers in your war zone so I can fire my bodyguards. So he's like, leave me alone, basically. Sure. Yep. Which he got at home in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. I don't think that he was accosted right. there. And so, um, you know, this is almost his experience with traveling to places like Hollywood, California, uh-huh. which you would think, yeah, there's a, an appetite for celebrity there. If you're eccentric and famous and successful, Right. People are going to follow you. Yeah. Oh, and then uh, Robin's on board with whatever Prince is talking about here, but she's got something to say, and the beat is too fast. She will not tolerate the speed anymore. Slow it down, she demands. She even has to call out Prince. Slow it down. And it rolls right into a positive place. Right. Sometimes the song is labeled with the wrong title to eliminate the negative. Yeah. 
of all the Robin Power songs, now the bar is low, mind you, but mm-hmm. I will say of all of them, if I was stuck listening to one, I would say give me the two minutes and 20 seconds that sort of close out my tree. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't mind the chorus, the kind of creative repetition of think from a positive, positive place and eliminate the negative bass. There's mm-hmm. a cadence there that's kind of fun. There's a message there that's all right. Yeah. There's this little repeated guitar. Which is repeated a lot, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to look for things that are enjoyable. You're looking for the positive stuff. I'm, I'm, in trying, a song to, I'm trying to a find a place. positive place. Right. Yeah. And we do get some Prince background vocals, which are kind of fun. Yeah. Positive is light. Do this right. Communities are dying. Families are not tight. So there's mm-hmm. definitely a kind of communal view of what's wrong in the world here. Mm-hmm. And it still kind of feels like a recovery from the Black Album. Okay. A little bit in yeah. some ways. The enemy is darkness. God is light. Yeah. The enemy is darkness. God is light. Jealousy, envy, narrow-minded, weary, prejudice, bigotry, arrogance, leery. This is my soul. kind surely need to fear thee. It was, you know, a lot of this stuff was conceived in 87, 88 anyway, when, mm-hmm. you know, Sign of the Times, Black Album, Love Sexy, Rebirth, all that kind of stuff was heavy on the mind of our little prince. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's really easy to identify the time period because of the new power chant. Yep. That was so prevalent around this time. For sure. I don't know. I just keep coming back to I wish the slowed down ending wasn't even part of this. The lyrics are fine, but Robin Power is not one who has an awful lot of range. Or if she Mm. does, it's deeply suppressed under Prince's thumb. Don't know the whole story there, but um, you know if you've heard one unreleased Robin Power track, you've heard it all. Yeah, you can move on with your life. That's right, and it wraps up with a sample of Ingrid Chavez. Yeah, from the opening of Love Sexy. Stomp your feet. Heaven must be near, and I know. Yep. So Love Sexy again, still feeling like a recovery from the Black Album here. Yeah, it was heavy on Prince's mind. Yes. Stomp your feet. You want me to what? Clap your hands. And stomp your feet. Yo, what? Then we have play. Play. With an alternate or perhaps subtitle that it's sometimes listed with. You want me to what? Which is a Robin Power thing. Which is a Robin Power. uh, I don't know. I almost think that stems from dumb bootleggers putting the wrong titles on tracks. That kind of stuff. But... Uh, our Larrabee Sound Studios tour continues here with another mm-hmm. track intended at one point for the new Power Generation maxi single. Man, if somebody had asked me to come outside and play that same way as yeah. a kid, I probably would not have gone. You wouldn't with have them. answered the door. No, I would not. Can you come outside and play? This is again like Prince exploring the kind of deep, raspy voice mm-hmm. uh, delivery it also has kind of a middle eastern style acoustic guitar that sets it apart and that baritone singing from prince that make this it would have been a very unique sound even though it does kind of fit with the 
NPG maxi single tracks. It does, and it very much has a early 90s guitar sound uh-huh. to me, especially from Prince, but even just like in general, that that was kind of yeah the style of guitar at that time. I agree. Yeah. Like I can see him wearing a flannel shirt <laughs> playing the guitar in uh-huh. this, you know? Yep. Give me the keys to your ride. Give me your name and number. Give me the keys to your ride. I'm like, um, no. (laughs) I mean, I don't think you drove my car at all, hardly, while we were dating. I wouldn't have never just given you the keys to my car unless it was an emergency. We still hardly drive each other's car. Correct. And we've been married for a long time, let alone this guy is still asking for her name and phone number and wants yes, to drive her car. That's like, right. Oh, he's pretty, he's yo. trying to get it all in one fell swoop, like <laughs> very efficient of Prince, right? Yeah, to pursue sure. this person this sure. way. <laughs> I got a bet going with my partner that you're the best kisser in LA. <laughs> if I'm out of line, you can tell me and then... But if I'm not, we can get busy at 57 yeah. seconds. That reminds me it, of The Incredibles. Yeah, I love <laughs> Yes. And I love how he rhymed with busy with LA and play. Yeah. I got a bed going with my partner. That you're the best kisser in LA. If I'm out of line, you can tell me. But if I'm not, we can get busy. Which I thought was really fun. And I'm like, how are how are they going to settle this bet? Are they going to kiss everybody in LA? Then determine whether she's the best kisser. Uh-huh. Are they going to have a representative sample that each of them are going to kiss that includes? Uh, what you this need person? is some kind of you know March Madness style tree that's, to that's right find the best. Yeah, a bracket to bracket. find the best yeah. kisser. And I'm like, wow, this is. Probably not a very scientific situation. I don't think Prince was into science yet at this point. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I did like minute and 20 seconds, the very isolated Prince vocals when he repeats a very Prince-like phrasing. Some of the most Prince-like phrasing you'll find in his catalog when he says, I want to kiss you more or less. I want to kiss you more or less. I want to kiss you more or less. I wanna kiss you more. Very seductive and coy and uh, demurred, you might say, but uh-huh. also a come on all at once. Yeah. With these seven words. Yeah, that was very fun. And I liked there was a turn of phrase, unsnap your self consciousness, mm-hmm. which I really liked. Which it almost it sings like, that kind of off key, like it's uh-huh. almost spoke sung in a weird way. Unsnap your self-consciousness. The self-consciousness is a garment that you yeah, can just take remove, it like yeah. your bra or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Untie it. If only it were that easy. I know. <laughs> Prince has big dreams. <laughs> There's these bell-sounding keys, mm-hmm. and they're very Ingrid Chavez-esque yeah. to me. Okay. I kept thinking that they were a sample from Ingrid Chavez, and I couldn't find it, so. It does have that quality to it, and a very, very long instrumental outro at the end of the song, Mm -hmm. too. Yeah, it's almost like Elephant Box. 
A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Carnival glitters. What glitters is gold. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're entering the home stretch here of Graffiti Bridge. Unreleased tracks. Next up, Glam Slam 91, which technically, I guess you could say, is not unreleased because it did get radio play. Mm-hmm. In Minneapolis, was released to kind of uh, celebrate the opening of Prince's Nightclub of the same name. Mm-hmm. January 6, 1991. It was on Twin Cities Radio WLOL. Before LOL meant Laugh Out Loud, That's I would right. say, also. That's right. Yeah. Um, despite sharing the name with the Love Sexy era track, it more closely resembles Get Off with two T's. Oh, yeah. Or vice versa. I think it kind of preceded it. Yes. And Prince liked a lot of the ideas in it and turned it into Get Off with two T's. Agreed. I don't know how many years it was before listening to this track before I realized that it uses the same drums and samples and musical parts from Love Machine. Mm-hmm. All the same. And also, I did not know this, so credit to Prince Vault, uses a sample or a replayed line from the song 12 off uh-huh. the second Madhouse album. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we've got the same kind of mouse-swirling opening sound effects as mm-hmm. the Love Machine intro. Yeah. Um, and more of Prince exploring that deep baritone speaking, singing kind of thing with everybody, grab body, uh-huh. pump it like you want somebody. <laughs> but we get funky falsetto too. All over the place. I mean, it's just the way he so sings. Delightful. Hey, little girly, don't you wait. I mean, that's some of the highest pitch singing that I can think of hearing. I can see you had a hard day. Come on, baby, let your hair down. Come on, dance to the funky sound. Very, very high falsetto singing mm-hmm. by Prince in this. That's right. Actually, this here, look at this right here in my notes. It's here that I get the first sense of Madhouse 12's swingy bass line at a minute and three seconds in Glam Slam that sort of reminded me of a hint of Madhouse 12 before he goes into verse two, asking little girly, what you say? Swing that big old hip this way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is like Prince Jack swing, mm-hmm. kind of. I mean, and it's so much fun to hear what he kept for Get Off. Yeah. I mean. A lot of it. A, a lot of it, down to a tongue click. Yeah. At a minute and 42 seconds. Hey, little girly, what you drinking? Skip that. I was just thinking, you plus me. What a ride. If you were thinking the same, we can continue outside. It's, uh, it all yeah. ended up there. He kept Yeah, the, this is like Prince practicing for mm-hmm. what's to come, you know, putting in the work almost. Uh-huh. Right. We get that hit it sample again. All throughout it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's verse three where he says, grab my body, let's get to it. And I love how he turns grab into a two-syllable word there. <laughs> grab. <laughs> Let's get to it. 
after that chorus that follows that verse, there's a falsetto scream of his at the end of the chorus at a minute and 35 seconds that I think is just like hitting incredible notes Yeah, for a man. It's, I mean, it's just so much fun. Yeah. I mean, and he knew which one, which lines to keep, which lyrics to keep. Butterscotch curly hair, wish you had some drawers on now. I mean, all the funny ones. Oh, yeah. The Peter Paul's Almond uh-huh. Joy. Yep. I mean, it's just so funny. And then there's a female singer. Um, she's unidentified, but Prince Fault suspects it to be Javetta Steele. There's the saxophone from the beginning of Release It that you can hear at two minutes and 40 seconds in this song that opens up Release It in the released Mm -hmm. version. So there's all kinds of stuff he's pulling from. New music, samples, all new lyrics for this one track that got a minimal promo release. Mm -hmm. So I love the way he says slamming at four minutes and 46 seconds. Just all casual white. Because that's how you say slamming. It is. Yeah. He knows how to say slamming. It's so fun. Um, More of that 12 saxophone part can be heard at three minutes and 35 seconds to three minutes and 38 seconds. I I wouldn't say that it's sampled, but it's definitely replayed from the Madhouse track 12. Yeah, I think it's a shame this didn't show up on an album or even on the Get Off Maxi single. single. Like, uh-huh. you know, the Get Off preview sort of would have been a great... Get Off Maxi single was packed already. Uh, I you, mean... You could fit more on there. <laughs> Josh is like, if it's not album length, I don't even want it as a maxi single. Uh, finally. Yes. The last track, The Grand Progression. Mm-hmm. Originally planned for Graffiti Bridge and was replaced by Still Would Stand All Time. Right. Uh, the grand progression is uh, 17 guitar chords that originate from A flat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's believed to date back to the summer of 1987. It was mentioned in the original script of Graffiti Bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and apparently Michael Bland, who we mentioned earlier, recorded drum overdubs to the track, which sounds like they would have no business being there. Uh-huh. Um, but um, you, you've got me beat if you've ever heard that before. Maybe someday on the Graffiti Bridge remastered mm. expanded edition. Uh-huh. Man, it starts off all soft and sweet. It's soft and sweet the whole way through. It is sweet piano mm-hmm. medley and still that baritone vocal delivery. Mm-hmm. It reminds me a little bit of the Batman era B-side, I Love You and Me, which I cannot stand to listen to. But okay. this is, I don't know, less Prince whispering in my ear about being inside me. So that's <laughs> probably why. <laughs> it seems like this would lend itself well to a falsetto and he... Didn't go that way, which I really appreciated. Oh, yeah. Uh, I kept coming back to how the third line of each verse, he hit and kind of did this descending vocal delivery of like, now want to whisper in your ear. Like what he Uh did with the word now. Uh And then, and. 
to live my whole life through. Uh-huh. That, that repeating made it very uh, interesting to like take in those verses, and I've always loved his delivery there. Okay, very sweetly written, also like uh-huh. he's only a piece of something far more vast and beautiful, mm-hmm. and recognizing that and not positioning himself in typical Prince fashion as you know the undisputed king of the world. Yeah, well, yeah, it was just so sweet. If love were gold, then I'd be fixed for life. If I was a star, then baby, you would be the night. If love were gold, then I would be fixed for life. If I was a star, then baby, you would be the night. Which is, you know, sweeter still. He's only able to be seen because of the love that surrounds him so completely. Right, and not all the time either. Right. Only literally half the day. Right. It does suffer a little bit from some cheesy synths, I think, like a minute and 52 seconds. There are these high-pitched organy synthesizer things that kind of come out of nowhere that I question the need for. Sure. But who am I? I'm just a guy here. Well, he didn't make it on the Graffiti Bridge soundtrack. So, That's true. It didn't you know. make it on anything whatsoever. Yep. yep. And then the reason that it's believed that it didn't make the cut for Graffiti Bridge is lyrics that sort of question the existence of God. If there really is a God up above, to him I owe my life for you, my love. Now, darling, if I died yesterday, it's okay. If there really is a God. So he's kind of saying, if there's a God, which the whole graffiti bridge thing is that there definitely is a God because he sent an angel. Yeah, but uh, Prince isn't convinced, right? Ingrid spends the whole freaking movie talking to God about, I'm, I'm losing him. I need uh-huh. to you know, get him. So there's like, he's not following God's path anyway until right. he delivers still would stand all time. Right. So I, I read that too on Princeville and I thought, I don't know. I mean, sure. That could be the well, reason why, but it's not like Prince played the role of this God fearing person from the beginning. He wanted to battle people, not make peace with people. Right. But I can see how that questioning of an existence at the end of the movie where he's supposed to be convinced. Yeah. Yeah. Would be inappropriate. Sure. Yes. Towards the end. Yes. But I was thinking, you know, opening midway through something like that, this could have worked because there weren't, you know, many sweet songs in graffiti bridge. No, that's fair. Yeah. I don't know. It seemed to me like there was a space for the song somewhere in the film and on the soundtrack, maybe, maybe even in place of the God awful title track. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) But you know, that's all right. Looking back three decades. Um, He did reference this song in an ab lib in 2000s F U N K 
Sure, it might not be the grand progression, but it sure is funky. I don't think it was 2000. I think it was later than that. 2007? Did I not say 2007? I said 2000. You left the seven off. Oh, 2007. I'm sorry. Well, it might not be the grand progression, but the show is funky. There you are, my friends, the end of the Bridge of Graffiti. That's right. The journey across the unnecessarily steep, short, and tattered bridge. That's right. That provided shelter for Ingrid Chavez. That's right. It might as well have been called Ingrid's House. Uh, That's right. (laughs) All right. So now that we've talked about all the music that we're going to talk about, we choose three things. We do this every episode, but we haven't done this in a long time. So let's go over it. We choose a time capsule. A capsule? We choose, we choose a time capsule, something that exemplifies the period at which the material was recorded or when it was released, if it was released, which most yeah. of these were not. A C, the low point, the thing that we liked the least from this group of songs, and a mountain, our favorite from this group. In, indeed, that is correct. That's right. These are my rules, so I go first. The time capsule, for me was the grand progression. Oh, okay. Uh, because it kind of feels like a desire to make the next Purple Rain. It was like lovely and mournful and a ballad. And it is to move the listener and wrap up the movie. So for that reason, that it kind of almost felt like it was trying to be the next Purple Rain mm-hmm. in a song or, or in a movie that was supposed to be the follow-up to Purple Rain, sort of. That There's a lot of sort of going on here yeah. in, in, in many ways. Some <laughs> some good, some not so good. Right. So, yeah, I could not narrow it down to one. I'm choosing the string of tracks recorded at Larrabee oh, Sound okay. that were nixed from the MPG Maxi single. They have that motorcycle funk kick to them mm-hmm. that are all so connected with the sound of that Maxi single. Ooby Doop, My Tree, A Positive Place, yep. and Play. Yep. Um, kind of all sound like fall, beginning of winter of 1990 to me. Very, very fun. All right. I don't I think this is going to come as a shock. I'm so glad you have so much respect for yourself, Robin, but please stop yelling at me in number one. I'm totally on board. I uh-huh. mean, sorry, Robin Power. There is nothing for me on number one, not even a lesson and counting backwards from five. No. Uh, I mean, she's got so much self-confidence and so, like, proud of herself, and I'm so glad she has that. Does she sound like someone you want to be in the same room with? You can be the number one person I'm trying to avoid. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, the mountain. The far opposite of the sea. That's right. Uh, I have to hat tip to Ubi Doop. But I'm going to choose Glam Slam 90, 91 because it's just delightful and it's obviously the precursor to Get Off, uh, which makes me love it so much because I love that song and such a fun unreleased track got reworked and elevated even a little more to become a really iconic 90s print song. Yeah. I, I wondered how it. you'd feel about it because I don't think you had heard that before. No, um, so I, I was, loved it. I think that was the one I was most excited about including in this episode, especially to end on something that we figured we both would like because that is also my mountain. Oh, yay! Um, even though with the little asterisk that is technically not unreleased since it was played on the radio, 
Uh, but it was never available for purchase in any form, which I still think is like a stupid waste. Like, why not do a digital single of some kind of some of this stuff? Get off your ass, estate. Um, <laughs> and again, like you said, such a cool preview of where Prince was headed already on his next album before Graffiti, Graffiti Bridge is dead body was even cold yeah um we got this kind of fun preview of something really cool and fun to come um with diamonds and pearls and also commercially successful fun to listen to i mean it took graffiti bridge to get us to other places so. that's that's right so I, I got i gotta temper my dislike of some of graffiti bridge there's too, plenty to really. like here you know graffiti yeah. bridge is basically more than a double album yeah you know the soundtrack itself is 17 tracks mm-hmm. and you also got a time album out of it and yeah sort of ingrid's album out of it and all kinds of singles and remixes and maxi singles and all this unreleased material so considering the amount of songs that were put together uh-huh i mean there's a solid album here in one form or fashion, I just don't happen to think it is in the order of the motion picture <laughs> soundtrack. That's all. That's fair. All right. Here's something we haven't done in a long time, Josh. What are we talking about next time? Next time. We're going to go back to the album, which I would say is where Prince found his own sound or the Minneapolis sound, the ultra classic controversy. Oh, yeah. We're going to ask ourselves if we're black or white, straight or gay, and work the Lord's Prayer into some funk music, too. So, probably have a live show in there. We've got the second album from the time that happened during the same time period. Um, so, from 1990 back nine years to 1981. Sweet. What's coming up next? Sweet. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening to us. We know you make a choice. We don't just come on the radio, and we really appreciate it. And again, thank you for your patience as we took a little break. And uh, now we hope to be back on our normal schedule here. Until next time, happy purple listening, friends. Thanks for joining us again. Oh, so freaking tired. I'm sorry. Oh, well, I'll ask us for you to sit here. Can you do that? Mm-hmm. Can you not fall asleep on the microphone? Huh? <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay. You ready? Welcome back to the Mountains in the Sea, where we find the highs and lows of each and every Prince album and more every other episode. I'm Christy. Actually, I think it's every other week. I think we do it every oh, episode, but I'm Josh dang, anyway. Dang it. Screwed up the re-entry. <laughs> Let me start it over. Oh, I I'll like put that. that at the end. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh, that was really good. I should just keep going. I like that. Every other episode. Every other other episode? We're going to talk about Wang Chun. Uh, what we, how we like our coffee. Best way to make French press. Ooh, there's only one way to make French press, and that's to press it like the French. 